Coffee's ready. Guest is ready. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Prodigy Podcast. We are on episode 45 and today I have Stefano Sanaron who is competing on Grapple Fest and someone that uh, I've had the exp- the pleasure and the terror of uh, of competing with. Hey, how are you? I'm very good and thank you for having me, first of all. And uh, I just want to say apologize at the beginning just for any mistake I can do on my English. <laughs> so uh, please have a to feel free to have a laugh on me, no worry. <laughs> Don't get bored. A- there. A- absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, like we've been doing for the past couple of episodes, we've picked out kind of, you've picked out some moments in your life that you've, uh, that you thought have kind of helped shape you. And uh, I thought we'd dive into the first one that I found really interesting because um, I don't think we've had a medical professional here first. <laughs> um, nursing. Tell me a little bit about how you got into nursing. Is it something that you always wanted to do? Well, um, so I am a nurse since 2017. Uh, I've graduated in Italy, in Sardinia, so where I'm from. And um, I, I don't think I've got vocation for it. I mean, it's not, it's not like... Uh, something I was dreaming when I was a child, okay. Um, it just, uh, it was like an opportunity at the time after I finished the high school <coughs> uh, to join in the nursing school, which is a university like here. And um, as soon as I started, uh, it was back in 2014, um, I enjoyed it. And uh, the f- I remember the first month of, um, uh, what was the name of... Um, the, um, you know, when you're going to the ward to try the work, um, placement, that's the word. Uh, the first month of placement, say, yeah, actually, I can do this for job, for, for living. And uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, because at the end of the day, it's like you're looking after people and uh, I'm, I'm a really um, empathic person as well. So I was, I think it was like uh, suitable for me, the job. And so I carried on and 2017, I finished the studies and, um, but, uh, I was, I was already doing my side life as a, uh, f- f- as a fighter. Uh, so I always did like university placement, study exams, but <laughs> doing like fights, um, dieting and all, et cetera, et cetera, all the fighters did, but. I started with MMA, not proper Jiu-Jitsu, so maybe I can we can talk about that as well. And um, and I said so since I came here in England, uh, the, the the dream at the time was uh, carry on on my nursing careers. So the first, probably the, yeah, the 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 the, the 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 reason why I came here in England was to growing up on my uh, on my career as a nurse uh, without taking consideration my big passion for jiu-jitsu because by the time i understood and i've seen uh with my eyes what the level was uh, over here and the level was outside sardinia so where i'm from or anyway generally in italy i say oh fuck it i don't i don't want to really do nurse anymore <laughs> and uh and i want to i mean because i can see here you you can have a future in jiu-jitsu you can have a living of it um you can build up a career uh, build up a career around jiu-jitsu which is not so difficult as it is in Italy or in Sardinia especially uh so i basically like left in the side of my nursing dreams and uh, start to uh, develop my jiu-jitsu dreams 
But of course, I couldn't leave my main job because otherwise I didn't have any living at the moment. So I'm I'm still nursing. I'm still doing. Um, uh, I'm still working for NHS and uh, working as a nurse. I I actually today I discovered that I just passed one of the English exam required for a level up on my career. So um, it, I mean I'm still enjoying it, uh, but I'm still more focused on jujitsu rather than I am like in nursing. Uh, it's a balance. Uh, so let's see what it goes. Was there a point? where when you were doing nursing in Sardinia that there was there a moment that you remember you going actually I I want to do jiu-jitsu more now where when when did it kind of tip over the no edge? no no it came like when I was here when it, when yeah yeah here. when I was here um when I arrived here and I, I started training here and compete here I say and and see other people like living by jiu-jitsu um in a I can say like in a proper way i mean just having a gym having a house having a family everything like by jiu-jitsu or from jiu-jitsu so i say okay i can do this i mean i'm passionate i love the sport i love the environment i love everything from the sport so why not why don't try i mean i'm still young i can still i can say make mistakes and try and uh, i don't gonna regret that because anyway i'm doing something i love so I say, okay, maybe I'll put the nursing career now on the side, but I'm keep doing it because I need money to at least pay in the gym. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not really focused on level up. So I'm not spending energy, I'm not spending money to level up. Mm-hmm. But when I moved in London, because everybody knows London is more expensive, there are more expenses to, do, to, to, to afford, so I had to level up. But I take advantage of the injury I had in December when I fought against Jeju on Alpha Grappling tournaments. Uh, so when my LCL was gone, I had to stay home for two months. I said, okay, maybe now I can study to level up a little bit more. And now finally I, I got this level up. Uh, so, you know, a little bit more money. It means I can work less, have more money and spend more time in Jiu-Jitsu. So everything, everything is just going around Jiu-Jitsu anyway. So that that excitement, the 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 fact that you do get to to focus more time on jujitsu, and it 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 just it brings you kind of is it bring bring you a sense of kind of eagerness, like anticipation uh, of of what of what opportunities of like what you could do with that extra time, how much you. Can oh yeah, definitely, it. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So the, the 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 only way I wanted to level up now. On, on nursing just because i could start to work part-time <laughs> basically everything's in the facilitation <laughs> yeah, of yeah yeah at the moment still at the moment because anyway uh, i mean i don't have family i just i, I i've got my girlfriend um, but we don't have family yet we don't have children so now we can still focus on ourselves as much as we want without thinking about uh, a little kid around so yeah why not but of course, if if there was a child involved in, the, in all the situation, I probably, I don't know, you know what I mean? So probably I, I wasn't doing as as much as I've been doing now. People don't really talk about it a lot, about the fact that you do have to be selfish as an athlete. Selfish oh, yeah. has like negative connotations. No, 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 it's, as a, as a, in a positive way. But in course. a positive way, you have to... You have to be able to but make the I decision. Think, I mean, selfish is not related only for athletes. I think it's... In this kind of situation, like when you have like a strong passion, 
you are selfish anyway. You can be a chef, you can be an architect, you can be even a vet. If you are passionate about something, you want to reach some goals and uh, you want to be the best or anyway, you want to be good at it. At one point, you, you need to be selfish, but you don't see yourself as a selfish person. Everybody, I mean, the other people maybe see you as a selfish, but you don't care because you're doing what you love. And if you don't do that, you're not happy. And uh... I, th I think a lot of people are like, they kind of not crush their dreams, but they do kind of, they just make the decision. Oh, I, I won't do that. I won't do that. And you can see kind of it in their eyes that they'd wish they'd done it. Or they do say like, oh man, I wish I'd gone for that. No, no, no. I, yeah, I don't, um, I don't really understand this kind of person. You know what I mean? Because why you're not doing this? If you like it, if you want to do it, just do it. Is that something that's always been encouraged when you were growing up to, to kind of pursue what you wanted? Maybe not, but uh, it started when I started to do Jiu-Jitsu, uh, 100%. Was that your first your first sport? Was that the first kind of... No, no, no. So I, I, I've been doing sports since since a kid. Um, not seriously. Uh, I, I always hate, like, football. I, I always hate football. As, even if I'm Italian... I fucking hate football. <laughs> Honestly, all this, the the world around football, I hate it. And uh, but uh, there was one point in my life uh, where I had to go to football. Um, you had no choice in the matter. No, no choice. I mean, uh, I'm from a, a small town in Sardinia, which is already a small island. Mm -hmm. uh, no many choices there. I could do boxes, boxing, but at the time. I didn't like to fight because I, I always been like a little bit of um, a kind of a loser, you know what I mean? Just um, a ch little chubby guy, never involved in a fight, never avoiding an argument. Just a bit more gentle. Yeah, gent a gentleman, let's say that. <laughs> and um, uh, so I, I, I could do boxing, but I don't really like that. Um, I did like karate when I was a kid. But, I mean, when you were a kid, you're not... He's not even, like, contact sports. He's just for fun. Yeah. I didn't since I was, like, maybe 10. And then I did a little bit of basketball. I did a little bit of, like, swimming. Uh, and then I ended up doing football, even if I ate it. And I, I was really bad. I mean, bad, bad, bad. Because imagine, like, you're starting doing football when you are already in the high school. Maybe I was maybe 15 or 14, something like that. So I missed all the kids' program. So I didn't know how how to what the ball was. You know, what I mean, <laughs> just okay. I got a ball. What, what I'm new with that, and uh, and I sucks. I really really sucked. And uh, I remember I I maybe for three years I've done football. <laughs> I maybe I played officially forty minutes <laughs> because of course my coach he didn't want to put put me on the match because I you know I wasn't good at all. I scored one goal though. I mean, that's one goal. by mistake. That's one goal more than me. As long as it wasn't in your own goal, that's one no, no, goal. no, 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 no. Uh, I scored the goal and we won the match the day and was by mistake. Uh, but I still scored the that goal. That sounds to me like you have a winning record. Yeah, and, and it was probably one of the best day of my life, <laughs> honestly. And um, but yeah, and after that, and I started to do a little bit of like lifting weights, um, and and then one day, I remember. Um, some some friends I had, uh, they say, oh, do you want to try MMA? Uh, 
Uh, what is that? Uh, is it like a fighting sport? Is mixed martial arts? We're doing a little bit of like uh, of um, um, like standings, so a little bit of boxing, kickboxing, and a little bit of like ground fighting. Um, okay, I mean, I never, I never been like interested in it, but I say okay, let's let's try. I mean, uh, at the at the time I was quite fat, so uh, so okay, maybe this time uh, I managed to lose weight, have like uh, a change in my body finally. Um, so say so, okay, let's try. And um, I remember the first lesson I was really impressed because I didn't know how to throw a punch, how to throw a kick. But it's normal. I mean, it's, I never did it. And uh, and as soon as I started to do MMA, I love that. Like I love that. So I remember um, <laughs> we were training like in a maybe twenty meter squares. It was like kind of a balcony. Um, on top of a boxing gym okay. um, it honestly was like 20 meters square and uh, the so really if, thin jigsaw mats uh, yeah as of, well. course. of course and uh, but the, the, the problem was that on the edge on one of the side on the edge was that like was empty so there was like kind of end rails but if you didn't mean if you wasn't careful you, you, if, you fall yeah, just <laughs> fell from from the balcony just from from over in the boxing gym and I mean Okay, it was okay, <laughs> but it, it was what it was. It was it probably not the first MMA gym we had in my hometown, but the second one. And um, so I remember once there were there were two of my mates that today they are still one of probably the two of my best friends. Um, they were um, preparing for their first competition MMA fight. Uh, it was like an, an amateur tournament there for an, an Italian an Italian federation. And uh, for the first time, I started to hear about dieting, about proteins, about, uh, you know, all the uh, water loads and, uh, you know, circuit training and stuff like that. I say, okay, I will follow you. So even if I'm not going to fight, I will do exactly the same training and diet you're going to do for this fight. Yeah. So I remember that, like, a whole month of only protein diet, so no carbs at all for a month. <laughs> yeah, but without any reason, just to try, you know, just to explore new horizons. I can say. And you're you're how old at this point? I was nineteen. Oh, we've all done that kind of stuff when we were yeah, nineteen. Yeah. yeah, I think it was nineteen. Um, but but one month and a half maybe so going to run i was going running i was um, dieting and i was training like full time four or five times a week uh it was like one year after the high school so i wasn't doing nothing basically i was just preparing to go to university so i was like one year where like i was doing i mean i had a lot of time yeah. and in a in a month and a half i lost maybe 10 12 kilograms wow. And I start to see a six bucks, and I start I see like sixty eight on the scale, from eighty. Say fuck it, I've done it. So this is gonna be my life. Say because I, since then, I build a lot of confidence, a lot. So I completely change on behavior, on person. I say fuck it, this I, I'm gonna do. It. I love it. I I love this kind of confidence this sport is giving me. I love. Um, 
the kind of feelings that I have when I'm training and the, 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 the challenge I put in on myself. So I, I keep doing it. And eventually I was thinking that I eventually maybe compete. But as soon like I started to be more involved, I say, okay, now it's time to compete. And then I started, but it's, still with MMA. It sounds like when you describe yourself before that, like you were two completely different. That oh, no, no, I was a different person. I was completely a different person. Honestly, I didn't have any confidence. I was um, really, really uh, shy, you know what I mean? Even a stupid example with, with, with girls. I never been really cocky with girls, you know? I was shy. I was a typical really shy guy. Mm. He never take the first step, you know what I mean? But after after I started to do this sport, but fighting sport in general, I became another person, like completely different. What interests me is that you said it, it's something that maybe we don't, well, people who don't uh, understand competing and, you know, fight, whether they be MMA fighters or jiu-jitsu fighters as well, is that that, although you've changed, the empathy has continued and you said you're quite an em- empathetic person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something that you've kind of, brought into you know something that maybe people wouldn't consider in someone who's competing on uh, ah, as a, yeah, a jiu-jitsu oh, yeah, fighter yeah. i mean we all know there are there are different type of fighters yeah. there are the, the the fighters that like to shito there are fighters they don't give a dump of anything just don't even like post a story on instagram you know i mean just completely outside of the world and um i think i'm, I'm just one kind of the, the those fighters that just enjoy the process enjoy the competitions and uh i would i don't really like to have kind of i really i like of like um have friends you know i mean not friends of course i mean my opponent we are not friends but i like to have a kind of a good relation with it i don't want to like trash talk or do shit like that. You I'm, see them I'm as not... like fellow competitors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's kind of Mike Musumeci style, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I think even if I changed, I, I think I kept something that w- I, f- I, I thought was good for me. And uh, and I'm still, more or less, I'm still the same in a kind of way, but in another way, I'm not. Uh, of course, as I say, I'm a nurse, so I have to be empathetic. I, I have to. Otherwise, I, I can't do that job. Yeah. You, so yeah. you don't want an unsympathetic nurse. <laughs> there are. Yeah, oh, there are. There are a lot. Uh, the last time, uh, the last time I was in a hospital, uh, I'd elected to get um, mild anaesthetic, and uh, there were like some other guys who were much older than me, who'd elected not to. And she was this little old nurse, and she comes over to me and she looks at my sheet. And she goes, "You're getting anaesthetic." yeah I, I want the sedative i said i've had i've done this once before i don't like it yeah. she goes they're not and they're like twice your age i said so? i don't care <laughs> so <laughs> i don't care yeah yeah no um i was i was speaking with with about this about with my girlfriend the other day there are nurses that they shouldn't be nurse you know what i mean just um horrible <laughs> <laughs> just horrible and um yeah I, I don't know how they can do it honestly because you can see these people don't even like the job. Yeah. So why you sh- why you are doing it? I mean, it's just horrible for the person you are trying to look after. 
it baffles the mind when people don't do jobs that they you look you're like you're you're not happy yeah yeah i mean that is everywhere is like that you can find people who doesn't like the job where they, they are doing everywhere not only nurses I, i'm talking about nurses because i i, I am in that world but yeah but it's everywhere and but especially when you when you are playing with person's life because at the end of the day this is what we're doing i mean you should be empathetic you you, you must to you, you can not be how much of the nursing has like been brought on to to the mats have you had to reset any noses have you had to no no no, no. i mean uh it happened like a couple of times but not here though um you happen like some like twisted fingers and I, I I managed to like put it back in place but no not quite often to be honest sometimes when people like rolling get kind of knocked out because I open you know happen a lot of time and they bang the head I, if I can I try to help them support them but um, I mean mm, unless you are like a, a physiotherapist or chiropractic or orthopedic uh, oh, I'm talking about me more doctor's yeah. side. You can, as a nurse, do really much. You know what I mean? As long as as long as no one's bleeding and there's no horrific yeah, thing, yeah, that's yeah. all good. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Like taking the blood out of you. I'm good on whatever. Put cannulas. Put anything. You name it inside of you <laughs> if I want. But fix things is more for doctors i really hope there's no cannulas knocking about the gym <laughs> no no I don't, I, I don't think so no i don't think so not the last time i was down at the gym anyway <laughs> before before we move on to the next uh the next thing you kind of talked about well this kind of moves into the next point which is like you competing in sardinia did you instantly knew that you preferred the jiu-jitsu and the grappling side of mma no no so at the beginning um I I was enjoying more the um, striking part, mm-hmm. so kicking and and punching. Um, of course, like MMA, the, the striking part is probably one of the the, the best thing. And um, I was really enjoying it. And um, um, so I, actually, I I need to get a little bit back of it because when I started MMA and then I eventually I started to compete. Uh, my first competition was a grappling competition, mm-hmm. uh, but I had no foundation. I mean, I don't, I didn't really even like the grappling too much. Okay, it was part. I had to train it because it was part of MMA, but I don't really. I was, I wasn't like really interested on it. Uh, I was more interested in striking, so I was, do, I was doing like uh, um, kickboxing classes a lot just to uh, get better on it. And and then was the time of McGregor, you know, like 2016 when McGregor was in the top. So I was kind of kind of emulating his style, and um, and then um, I decided to fight MMA <clears throat> on 2016. Uh, it was still like an amateur fight, it wasn't a pro or semi-pro fight. Uh, just to test myself, I did a big diet. I cut down to 61 kilograms. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been non dieting like for maybe four months. Because you must have been miserable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was really skinny. Kilos. No, no, no. I was just really skinny, skinny, skinny. Um, I mean, no muscles at all, just a big beard. <laughs> and uh, that's it. And big legs because my legs are always the same. That's my problem. Uh, but no no arms no chest nothing just a skinny guy 
Um, and so I fought in this amateur fight. I lost badly. I mean, just badly. Uh, technical KO so just uh, the guy was throwing punches everywhere from the mount no no grappling skis at all and uh, anyway when you're in MMA even if you have good grappling skills sometimes when you are punches or kicks involved I don't know uh, the, the, game, the game is different um, so technical KO and, and since then I say okay I tried I done everything I could I'm not doing it anymore <laughs> because at the end of the day you say uh, I mean I was looking um, I was looking at me I say okay I'm 20 21 and I'm doing MMA for fun I must be a crazy guy yeah. I must be crazy because you can do MMA for fun or for hobby we've gotten to the point now I think where even like the amateur competitors, they're not there to do it for fun. These are. They're not there to kind of, uh, it's not like jujitsu where you no, come no, across you can some do it, people. But, I mean, with jujitsu, you don't get confused. You yeah. don't have like, uh, I mean, MMA is just dangerous. And the thing is with MMA, you can't avoid to train. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to train a lot and a lot of stuff because you can't, uh, miss the jujitsu part. You can't miss the striking part. You can miss the, the wrestling part. You can miss, you can't miss anything. So you need to train too hard just to be for OB. So I say, okay, maybe MMA. Okay, I put I put on my in my curriculum. I've done it. I enjoy the time I did, but that's enough. And since then, so since maybe 2016, I started to be focused on jujitsu um, because um, I don't really remember why. Uh, or what changed probably this uh, knockout changed I say okay I'm not I'm not maybe good too much good on striking so we leave that and uh, I want to more focus I, because I still like competing I'm still like the fighting um, sports so okay I kept doing jiu-jitsu and since then I, I just done jiu-jitsu I done some wrestling as well but then I fucked my neck really bad and I say no it's wrestling anymore <laughs> Yeah. What did you do to you on it? Um, so basically, I went for a takedown. It was during a training, not even like a wrestling match. Yeah. And um, I went for a takedown, a double leg. Um, and I basically hit my head on my op- my, my mate uh, thigh, on, my, on the legs. And um, my neck just compressed. Oh. So the first vertebra just popped out. The first one, he popped out. And uh, I just remember kind of a knockout sensation with a bad electroshock going down from my neck to my arm, from my, to my right arm, down to my three fingers, uh, and uh, th- I couldn't feel them for four days. So I remember that in that days, if I chopped my finger out, I couldn't feel anything. Just nothing. Numb. Completely numb. And uh, it was quite scary. And uh, I did a lot of physiotherapy. I... I stay with a like neck collar for maybe two months. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The f- the fir- first one was the rigid one, and then the soft one, but still like uh, for two months with the collar. Um, and, and still, I'm feeling that I had the injury on the neck. So since then, like no more wrestling, uh, like not competitive, com- yeah. competitive like uh, a way. I'm still wrestling. Uh, still, of course, I have to, but. And uh, not on the way I was doing that because it was so scary. For those who haven't been there, you're very lucky. But mm. f- kind of naked that that kind of 
When you get neck, there's no, something scary. about it's wrestling scary. when you get your neck compressed. I remember the first time I injured it, and ever since, you get wary of even turning your neck too hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you're yeah. cold and you go to look over, I remember being on the bicycle once, and I was cycling away. I went to look over my shoulder, and all I hear was click, click, click. Oh. And then you're thinking, please, please, not, not no, now. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the sensation. It is, it is brutal <laughs> because at that point you realize. I was just lucky because it maybe something had happened. I could even die or remain like paralytic for the rest of my life just to because I'm training. I mean, it's not worth it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and still doing jujitsu. <laughs> but yeah, because I mean, in a way, you're more safe. Maybe you can fuck up some joints, but Bones I mean, they heal, can, man. But they, they, they heal. No, that's fine. <laughs> so BJJ in Sardinia and in the UK is that. What is it about when you reflect on jiu-jitsu here and now you training full-time here and kind of and, and being a competitor in the UK? How how do you look at kind of your time, your your base essentially? Of- I've talked about that a lot of times. And um, I regret that I couldn't start the sport before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can't have much to regret because we didn't have the sport. I started whenever the sport came in my island, basically. I mean, there was like, uh, probably the first gym, jiu-jitsu gym was down south in in, in Sardinia. Uh, it was, I think it was a Roger Gracie affiliation still, because it still is. Um, but I was up north. It's like three hours yeah. and I couldn't do it. But anyway, I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know what, what jiu-jitsu was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started jiu-jitsu when I started MMA, I was like around 20, 21. And, um, I always done the most that I, uh, I could ever do that. You know what I mean? Because no, not a lot of, uh, knowledge about jiu-jitsu. Um, and then the situation there is a little bit strange because, at the moment, still, we have, like, no more, not a lot of gyms, uh, jiu-jitsu gym in Sardinia. And uh, we are kind of all um, opponents, you know what I mean? Just kind of everybody kind of, like, fighting each other. They have a lot of comp- competition between each other. I don't understand why, because for a small island like that, we could be a whole team. Yeah. And uh, But we are not. Um, so I, I took the most, uh, that, that I could take from, from, from anything I was doing. So of course it gave me a lot of base. Uh, I can't say otherwise, um, uh, but probably the base weren't enough because when I, then when I came here and there's, and I'm seeing with my eyes what the level was, say, oh, fuck, I have done nothing there. But it wasn't my fault. I mean, I, I did whatever I, I could do. What you had, yeah, yeah. Right? Of course, I was competing in Italy. Uh, uh, any in Sardinia, we didn't have much competition. Maybe one, two times a year. So any time I had to compete, I had to go out, Rome, Milan, Turin, wherever. Uh, it was art, of course. And then uh, because I'm a really friendly guy, I don't get trouble with anyone. I was going around uh, in all the gyms in Sardinia just to. Uh, learn more and more and more, but this happened when, when I was already grown up. So when I was maybe 2018, just the year before I came here in England, 
I was taking the most uh, from everywhere, from everyone. So I can thank a lot of people too uh, for, for the base that I had when I came here. Uh, but the level is totally different. But not only Sardinia, just in Italy generally, is is totally different because here Jiu-Jitsu started earlier than Italy. So of course uh, you have a lot of person doing it. You have big names doing it, and uh, and you have like a lot of lot of lot of people training Jiu-Jitsu here. Uh, even. I remember at my times there in Sardinia, it was even difficult finding new sparring partners. We are all the, always the same. Okay, it was good because we are training with mates, but for like a competitive way to think jiu-jitsu, sometimes it's not good. Yeah. Do you think there was more of a focus on, we, we see some countries where they be kind of in Europe, UK, rest of the world that have more of a focus on MMA and like things like IMAF uh, is 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 that something that it where Italy is more MMA leaning than jiu-jitsu oh, leaning? In fighting sport you mean talking about fighting sport I think Italy is more judo karate fighting sport and boxing I mean I have this is a very random tangent but I have also some videos of uh, Florentine football I know okay. ah yeah yeah which, historical yeah yeah, 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 yeah which is brutal uh, the the craziest most yeah, yeah. fantastically wild wild savage. crazy <laughs> whatever thing. Yeah. yeah for those who've not seen it and i think there's a documentary on netflix yeah. on it uh which is where i saw it which is essentially mma meets rugby rugby meets netball slash football i mean yeah they're, they're, their sense is they they just fight but they do it all in like two days yeah 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 there are four teams that are always the same teams of course you can't i mean i can't participate yeah i can't be be i i no i i have have to i I have to born on one of those neighborhood Mm. which are the teams because they they call it like the white the purple the red the green i don't remember now how many there are and uh, of course uh, every color is associated with a neighborhood if you want to be part of the team, you you had to be like born and bred in that neighborhood. But they're like heroes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, I've yeah, never yeah, seen because yeah. it's not that they get any benefit from it. It's not they win. Not at all. They, they don't, don't win. No, they don't win money. They Nothing. don't. No, no, just the glory, old glory. You know what I mean? Just and uh, there was something about that that I really, I really loved and really respected because oh, it was, it they, was. They're mental. It's that it's they're absolutely batshit. Like you see them get wheeled off in kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and one of they're like they're not even upset. They're just upset that they didn't make it to the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. my arm got broken. Oh, oh. But that is real competition. Yeah. I mean, even if they see it with different team in the street, they fucking kick out and just crazy. It's proper competition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's a very it's a very weird and wonderful so i think yeah italy is more as i say boxing judo uh karate orientated maybe a little bit of wrestling uh but that's it uh we of course like mma is growing really fast really even in italy so now we have a couple of um italian in ufc marvin vettori alessio di chirico uh, carlo perdesoli was no 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 more now in bellator and um, which is great because you are bringing the sports in a dif- you know, different level. I think there's something uh, that when I was going through your points and 
and and knowing you as a person beforehand as well is your identity is something that's important to you as a competitor and and being an italian competitor is yeah i mean i say italian competitor because of course i'm italian but i like to be the sardinian yeah competitors so okay me and francesco uh, bart the grappler we're gonna be the first real italian in grapple fest because why i'm saying real because you know we have like a, a, a great a, one of the top in the world mike musumeci which is something in his blood is italian but he's not italian okay? i know exactly what you mean <laughs> okay so yeah so so far the two real italians are me and bart and funny enough we are born the same year same day uh, same month so 24th of january 94 both that's a really weird that, that's weird and i'm from sardinia is from sicily so the two main islands of italy uh, so of course uh, we are like kind of uh, building this around so we're gonna be the two first italian but i'm gonna be the first sardinian he's gonna be the first sicilian which is i think is is better because both island they have like strong identities yeah um so it's, it's great to represent where you're from especially for us like we are kind of a little country it's great to to represent them and and your two best friends that you referenced earlier um will they uh do they have they come over here they still no no they're still they're still practicing so, so do they do they see you competing and kind of growing as a competitor oh, of course. Yeah, no, no, they, uh, they they're really happy of what i'm doing uh, anytime I'm going to Sardinia, of course, I'm going to train where I used to. Uh, now they build a really good gym. Um, and anytime I can, I give them advice and uh, teach him some techniques or show him some stuff. Because I grew up there. So it's kind of my house. And uh, and they're my brothers. So and it, if I can help them to grow up as well, uh, I do it like... You you want you it, it makes you proud to want to help improve it as well. Ah, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And no more dodgy balconies. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. No, no, now is a badass gym to be honest. Yeah, it was really good. When you came to the UK, and you say there was a bit of a shock, you were like, yeah, you know, uh, stunned if you will yeah, by yeah. the level of grappling. Was there? Uh, what was the first gym that you walked into over here? Um, so the first thing was a uh, Gracie Bar. Right? and um where i stayed for basically three years um was grisibara street street is in somerset um near glastonbury it's more famous and um why i went there because i came over in england with an agency um and they gave me like three places to choose where to start doing my job my nursing job and uh, the only place with a jiu-jitsu gym was there so I say, okay, of course I'm going there. And uh, so from Sardinia, I spent like one week in Leeds, so up north, and then straight to Glastonbury. <laughs> and um, which was amazing. I mean, um, that city, that, that place gave me a lot. I can be thankful enough for how much uh, they gave me, honestly. Like from, not only Jiu-Jitsu side, but like, kind of like family way you know what i mean because uh they've been really f like a family for me like my coach was kind of no i'm not saying it, my dad but kind of yeah. you know because he helped me a lot of way 
And uh, of course there I was alone completely. So having that kind of support for me was amazing. And um, I've been there since I was a blue belt. I, when I came there, I was a blue belt. And they gave me the, the brown belt um, just before I left, before I moved in London. And um, so I stayed with there like three years, uh, training every day, because I, I could afford to do like even every day, evening classes. And um, so I was training there honestly every day. Uh, rarely I missed training. And um, and uh, I knew a lot of people there, a lot of like people that now I can say they are my best friends or my brothers, because like the guy from Inner Chimp, uh, which is my main sponsor, and um, and honestly they taught me a lot, especially my coach. Uh, he was he's really passionate with sport, um, and he, we study a lot together jujitsu, especially like in pandemic period. Uh, where we, we couldn't do any classes, but me and him, we were kind of a, like in a bubble. Mm -hmm. So we were just doing little, like drilling some new stuff. And, and I, grew, I grew up a lot there, honestly. Did it kind of set you down the path of now? I, were you seeing kind of other people? You said you started to see, well, one minute people earning a living and, you know, living their lives completely with jujitsu. Probably my coach was one of the example yeah. uh, that I was kind of, uh, using to 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 lead my way uh, because I say okay this guy is, is living in street I mean he's not like London he's not Manchester he's a small community I mean it's a, it's a small place yeah. and he's making a living of it why I mean uh, if if he can do it I mean maybe I can do it you know what I mean so he's he's there since I meet the, the, those people when I start to think then maybe I can do jujitsu for a living. And what made you decide to come to London? Was it was it the nursing um, or was it the jujitsu? Both. So I didn't really want to come in London. Uh, I, I always like try to skip and avoid London because most of the people that move from Italy or anywhere, they came in London because it's the biggest city, it's the coolest city. You have everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we know that. Uh, but mainly with when I knew my uh, my girlfriend, so when when I met my girlfriend, <clears throat> um, she she wanted like um, a level up in her career. She's a pastry chef, and uh, now she's working for a, one of the best hotels we have here in in, in London. And um, so she she wanted like to have that kind of level up for herself. And the only place that she could have this level up was London. So after a while talking about this and uh, there was like an occasion where she found the job. I eventually found the job as well in the same time and say, okay, let's do that. I mean, we are doing it. But um, I did it only when I found the right place to work. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing it before until I found that place. We were lucky enough to find it the same, the same time. Yeah. So, but um, I found the right place and uh, and that's it. and then we decide to move and straight away of course if I'm going London I jiu-jitsu wise which for me was granted that you know it was for jiu-jitsu of course because even the, the the place where I'm working the the place where I'm living is always around jiu-jitsu you know I mean because from where I'm where I'm living I go straight train to the gym so that's it this is what I wanted 
and the same like work it gave me the possibility to don't do night shift so i i'm more rested and uh, i can trade four times a week so that's good i mean yeah but to be honest i i never wanted to come in london that's that's the truth <laughs> so i don't know how long we're gonna stay but as long as i'm gonna stay i'm gonna take most of it do you prefer the the kind of greenery of the I sunset? prefer the the quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer uh, having like um, a really settled lifestyle, like really peaceful, no stress, um, really calm uh, lifestyle. I'm came from Sardinia, honestly, mate. It's it is just a paradise compared to here. But the way we live in the life, no stress. You don't think about nothing. Everything is like five minutes away, uh, so. There's and no Glastonbury rush. was no, no exactly, yeah, no rush. And um, and Glastonbury was the same for me, different setting, okay, different environment, different people, whatever. But I remember one thing, in the, you know, from Glastonbury, the night was silent, <laughs> just silent, just completely, not even a bird, you know, just nothing, just. It was really quiet. It was just one of the the best night sleep ever there. Honestly, uh, I I, I like like the peace. <laughs> what was the first when you that first night in London? You must have been going. I can still hear. No, I mean of course I was <laughs> I, I was excited because now it was the first time me and my girlfriend were like living together. So of course it was just some everything new. We were really excited about that. But now, you know, I say fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the fucking truth. <laughs> Don't tell yeah. me I've got to get on the tube again. Can't <laughs> tube, I just... bus, train, oh, overground. Can't I just... Isn't it five minutes drive? Can't I just walk there? Yeah, yeah. Rather than dwelling on the negatives, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the positives. Um, no, of course, the positive things is the level of jiu-jitsu here is yeah. mental. What do you enjoy most about uh, training here is, um, aside from the skill set, um, is it the various kind of training partners? Is it the fact the the kind of the quantity of jujitsu you can get? So probably, um, yeah, the, the the amount of different training partners is one of the best thing that probably anyone can ask. But it's not the most important because, of course, if you are from a small place where, like I from where I was, um, you don't have like a lot of spar sparring partner. Maybe you have one or two. Mm -hmm. I'm not joking when I say that you need to adjust your training. So you need to drill more and try to work in a different way. But now, every day you have someone different. Like now I'm training in London Grapple. Honestly, every day, especially when there are open mats or competition class, every day, at least one person new that you've never seen. So this, this is amazing because you, maybe the, the guy's got something that no one else do and uh, and you learn it's always a, a, a learning process all the time and of course i mean the level of the guy who are training with is probably the, the 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 thing that is helping me a lot is helping me the most uh, especially when you're sharing a mat with big names you know like ross or jed or whatever it's great because you're you're, you're learning from them even if you're a, be like smashed from them but you're learning i mean if you are the one at the end of the day if you are always the top dog in the gym your learning process 
a little bit like stop. Yeah. I'm not, of course, it doesn't stop, but uh, especially if you have goals, but it's kind of slow down. Yeah. yeah. But when you are get smashed every day by someone, (laughs) at one point you will learn how to don't get smashed anymore. So this is the best learning process for me, just surviving. And this kind of leads nicely into uh, one of your points, one of the things you pulled out, which was, uh, which kind of encapsulates all the things we've talked about so far, which is Grapple Fest and, yeah. and preparing for uh, your first outing on the show yeah. and, and the first Sardinian on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Is there something about the fact that you do get to kind of prepare around a lot of people who are also kind of in the midst of preparing for competitions or kind of a lot of just general competitors. Is that something that you've enjoyed? So, of course. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying the process anyway. So, yeah, this is the first time for me in a big stage, in a, in a big event like Grapple Fest is. And um, I try to don't think too much of... The, the how big it is you know yeah. what I mean for me it's just um, it's a fight uh, against a really skilled opponent uh, it's probably one of the the most skilled opponent I ever fight with so I'm I'm just really happy about that I mean I'm of course it's, it's stressful because you have you have to think a lot of stuff and uh, you have to train as much as you can and uh in a best way you can um but if you enjoy whatever you're doing even if it's like a stressful situation you are you're gonna love that and um correct me if i'm wrong but if i if i were to say that although you enjoy you uh you know you like competing and competing is like somewhat important actually for you it's all about just in enjoying the process yes enjoying the process I don't like competing. I mean, I like it, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're t- cause... Like, I think a lot of people is like that. I mean, they love competition because it's part of the game, but everything around competition is stressful. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows this. Dieting is stressful. Training hard is stressful. Uh, whatever. Uh, because you are renouncing a lot of stuff during your personal, in your personal life as well. Uh, but it's part of the game and uh, and anyway i have some goals so at the end of the day i like competing because i want to test myself otherwise why i'm training so hard i mean even if maybe a little bit anxious or stress for the competition but i think it's normal but it's a good it's a, in a positive way not in like in a negative way where i'm scared of it if i was scared i wasn't doing you know what I mean, I'm not jumping the black water on this on the sea because yeah. I'm scared. I'm not doing it. I'm scared. But if I was scared at that point, I wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, yes, as you say, I am. I enjoy the everything around competition, even if it's sometimes stressful. Yes, it's it's the relaxed nature in you that doesn't want. Yeah, like, probably. It's, it's it doesn't. It's the give a shit nature. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like the you telling yourself well i i shouldn't i don't need this stress in my life it's good stress but i part of you is going don't, yeah, yeah you yeah. don't need it that's right? my philosophy in any situation yeah yeah. even if it's stressful i say oh fuck i don't want to be stressed so i don't care do you think that 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 nature in you like uh comes on to well kind of how think... you how you how you train 
yes but sometimes i think it doesn't help too much <laughs> because um i'm at the end of the day i'm not really competitive in a daily base yeah you know what i mean so if i was maybe a little bit more competitive in a daily basic maybe it was helping me more but because i had to do like a little bit of training with my mind mm. to reach some kind of competition mindset and i think it's the the monster for everyone the competition mindset you had like a really good podcast with uh, ashley yeah uh, ashley's we know he's really good at it and Sam as well. When when they, they when they start to compete, they just they, have a different they switch. Person, They're yeah. a different person. And uh, I think I'm not. I mean, I'm, when I'm competing, I'm the same person uh, as I am now. Like we are chatting, and can be good, can be not good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes I won, sometimes I lost, and um, but of, I I I I had to work on it because at the beginning I was really kind of uh okay i'm farting fuck it i mean i just can't wait to finish everything and eat a pizza and drink <laughs> you know what i mean but of course now is a, a stupid mindset because you say fuck it you train hard you spit blood and uh you almost maybe broke your neck for it so why you have to have this mindset go and fucking fight for that 10 minutes or a tournament, what it is. Then have your pizza. And then fuck it. But uh, when I'm fighting, just at least keep the mindset. <laughs> at least. But the funny thing is, is that watching you compete and watching you train and the rounds that we've yeah. done together is that that is like the, the, the way you describe your, uh, you know, trying to get yourself out of that particular mindset yeah, is yeah, actually yeah, yeah. not emulated in how you fight. Because that suggests that someone's like, oh, they're a bit kind of half hearted. But that is essentially the complete opposite of what I would describe you. Is... Okay. No, because I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm still working on it. And um, I think the big switch I had after the Jed Do match in Alpha Grappling, I went there I, I, knowing already I was going to lose. So for me, there wasn't like not even the, um, not even like the feeling to try and beat him. Or at least... Do, do a good performance because I already start the fight say anyway I'm gonna lose I know I'm gonna lose he's one of the best I'm gonna lose 100% and then I fucked my knee because I wasn't ready yeah. at all he, he, he didn't like he submitted me the first round but the second round my knee my knee snapped for a little movement we have done like in a scramble but why because I wasn't ready to 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 contract to move in, a, in some way I it just wasn't I wasn't like at all in the fight you know what I mean for me it was just like sitting in a pub and drinking a beer that was the feeling that I had and since then because I had that time of stop for the injury I say I need to change that I mean I can't go there and and just not fight how do you practice something like that I, I, kind of a meditation or just not, not even meditation because I'm not that kind of guy but just realizing that realizing that you can't train so hard and then don't 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 put it on practice you know what I mean were you uh, out of interest I'm really realistic yeah. on it. I don't really believe on meditation on, on positive things or positive vibration or whatever it is but I, I really believe in myself so if I, I, I see the word black or white, so I say, Steph, if you carry on on that way, you're not going to go anywhere. 
is just going to be shit and uh, get fucked. Because, when, of course, when you are reaching some levels of competition. Or you change your mindset, you carry on your way, and uh, you're, at least you know you're doing your best. The people see you are doing your best. Because what the people say seen on, your on the last fight you did was shit. I was just uh, a guy trying to... No, not even trying to, just a guy getting smashed. <laughs> it's like, uh, but that that point in which you, you came out of the alpha grappling, and I guess the fact that you were injured, I guess, gave you that period to, to think. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think sometimes is that if, let's say you weren't injured in that period, do you think you could have gone, ah, well, I'll leave it. I won't, I won't change my mindset. Do you think actually the injury kind of, Helped. Helped you. Absolutely. I've never been like so long without jiu-jitsu because at, le at the end I stopped for two months. Yeah. i never been like so long without training, without practicing, without doing nothing. Like, Withdrawal. Relative. Sensitive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he helped. What were the, uh, were you the classic kind of, I'm kind of moody? I don't think that, I can't imagine that you would have got moody even without doing jiu-jitsu. What do you mean, Moody? Like, yeah, you uh, know, when like the classic symptoms of when jujitsu people haven't done it for a while. And no, 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 no. I feel like you're 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 too too relaxed for that. No, no, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, to conclude the podcast, I uh, and I asked this on the previous episode with Melissa Mullins is we've talked about things that have happened in the past. Yeah. What for you? What what does the future look like? Because you've kind of alluded to you know, your Glastonbury lifestyle, <laughs> but um, yeah. what does the future look like for you both as kind of, as a person as or, and uh, as a competitor? A lot. So, my dream, of course, is having my Jiu-Jitsu gym in the seaside, in Sardinia. That's it. That's, that's the dream. Um, but I don't know, because uh, for some different reason, especially economical reason not no no my economical reason but a country economical reason yeah. which is italy which is not really good uh, to invest or uh, start a business and everything um i don't know if this dream can come true or the way anyway i'm thinking yeah. that dream as well from my girlfriend i don't know it is difficult for her open a business or uh, work as a pastry chef the way she she want to work because italy doesn't work like here um so we are kind of thinking oh what, what are we gonna do for sure uh if you're gonna stay here we're not gonna stay in london <laughs> <laughs> for this like this for sure um never know maybe we decide to stay here eventually and eventually I started Jiu-Jitsu gym here. But it's something that is too soon to, to be said or to, to be decided. So I think now we are just going with the flow and um, we are taking the most from, from, this, from this city. I'm taking the most uh, from anywhere I'm training with and um, still for the future because now we are starting to think a little bit more for the future. And uh, so at uh, this question, I, I don't know. Yeah. For sure, I can't leave my job. So um, I, I, I will keep doing nursing and fighting. 
maybe of course maybe they may be doing part-time or doing some bank shift uh just to be more focused on the training because i i don't know what gonna happen after this grapple fest i don't know if i'm gonna be another one i don't know if i'm gonna be another shows i don't know so it, everything depends um, we are just as i say just going with the flow i like it the, the steph way is go with the flow yeah yeah yeah. Um, I mean, I would be totally down and be a regular visitor of any seaside gym that <laughs> sit, had some sort of pastry element involved oh, bro. as well. Honestly, actually, this is a thing we are thinking about. Having like kind of a gym with something where you can eat or I don't know. But it's a, it's a work in progress and uh, I don't know. I hope... It, I hope we're going to do it because honestly, I, I would love to go back where I'm from. Not only because it's a beautiful place that I everybody should visit, but because it's the way of life there is just relaxed, easy going. I've, I've been to Italy a few times now and uh, being, having coming from a Mediterranean background, uh, I always love the, the pace of life out there. Everything is just exactly how it should be. Everything is genuine. Everything is the just... The food is good. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, in, in the way, is really healthy as well. And uh, the people are warm. The people actually care about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Conversations are genuine. Conversations, yes, actually, yeah. And, yeah. The, and the coffee is good. The, the coffee is fantastic. <laughs> and the food is fantastic. Yeah. And... By God, I don't know how you made 61 kilos living in... Living with my grandmothers around. <laughs> grandmothers, the ultimate feeders. And you're now... Actually, it was one of, the one of the worst periods of my life. Because imagine I was... At that period, I was doing, of course, university. I was the, doing placement. I was doing nights. Yeah. Um, I was living the, the life of a student. So I was trying to partying as well with the, with, the, with, the, with the guys from the university. And still, I managed to cut down 61 but without even like proper cut, like boat bath, hot bath or yeah. saunas or water load. No, proper diet. I don't it's know. No how, carbs. No, no. I, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I had carbs, but like really small amount. I was really strict. I was counting every single things I was eating, even like if it was like uh, a bit of sugar in the coffee. I bet your grandmother was not happy. With no, you. no, she wasn't. <laughs> both, both. They weren't really happy because... Uh, no. Like, they they like they, they like to feed you. Yeah, they're saying you're too skinny. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They like to feed you, overfeed you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I feel like uh, similarly, I was quite a chubby kid, and um, I feel like sixty percent of that, at least, was down to my grandmother's. We love though, with a lot of love. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's that's how we show our love. They show our, our their oh, love. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But. Yeah, sometimes a bit too much love, I can say. Say that because um, <laughs> any time, especially now that we are, I'm living outside yeah. as a foreign. Any time I go back, it's just food, 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 okay. food, food. I'm not even joking. So we've been in Naples because my girlfriend is from Naples a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. uh, because it was her mother's uh, birthday. <laughs> I came back here. I was seventy-seven kilograms. <laughs> I've never been so heavy in my life. <laughs> And I was kind of uh, desperate because I had to do grapple fest at uh, 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 70. And I was, fuck, I'm fucked. 
I, I just we spent like maybe five days. Yeah, that's it. That's all eating, it took. Five days. Just eating. Just, just nothing else. Eating from the morning to the night, non stop. I mean, beautiful. Oh, it's great. And and the thing is, even difficult being selfish there. You can say, oh look, I'm dieting because oh. I go fight. No, you can say that. No, that's so rude. <laughs> so rude. I that's that's especially when you are a guest. Oh, yeah. Especially in your girlfriend house. Oh man. You can say no. Look, I can I can really eat that. I'm it's maybe it's just too much because I you know I have to lose weight for a fight. Ah oh, fuck! <laughs> we are living only once. Blah, blah. And that's before you even get onto things like wine and drinks and stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely. Man, it's just a it's a it's a dangerous but beautiful. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But thanks God, I managed to <laughs> to do cat, so I'm good for grapple fest. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> um, should we sh- should we finish on if if anyone's going to Sardinia? Uh, given that we're already on the topic of food, what's the what's the thing they should try? The rotten cheese. The what? The rotten <laughs> cheese. It's not actually rotten, but it's got some maggots in it, so it looks like rotten, but it's not. Uh, it's made by sheep cheese uh, by some shepherd uh, but as i was saying it's illegal um because of course you can't sell rotten cheese in the shops yeah. you can see maggots jumping crawling <laughs> everywhere uh, so it's not nice but for us is uh the most traditional food you can ever have do people make it at home uh, the people make uh, yeah you can make it at home if you want but you need to have the right fly it's called the cheese fly. Right. It's actually like a good documentary on YouTube. If you write, if you type like rotten cheese on YouTube, you will find this little documentary about that. Uh, there is like this fly is called the the cheese fly, and the shepherd like put this fly inside um, the cheese. They they crawl and then and I mean they put the the, the eggs, and then the maggots start to crawl inside the cheese. They make kind of a cream. Because okay. at the end of the day, they are eating, yeah. pooing. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you are eating this creamy, which is cheese, maggots poo, What's whatever. it taste like? Taste of a really strong cheese. Yeah. I mean, really, really strong. And do you, do you, is it something, do you just have it straight on its own? No. I mean, you can have it, but it's really strong. So uh, we you normally use it with bread i mean just spread on the bread but you need to have like a bottle of wine in your side just to, <laughs> to wash it down to cut to yeah, cut yeah. your cheese with. just to wash it down because otherwise it's too strong but you need to know someone can you cook me up if i go to sardinia oh of course yeah okay so well uh on that note thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure sharing your story my new rotten cheese <laughs> um stefano thank you for coming on. oh thank you for having me it was a pleasure for me as well uh, a little milestone for me the first time on a podcast so it's good <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did to keep up to date with all our latest stuff follow us at the prodigy podcast on instagram